0: Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. I'm Lisa Fisher, a longtime broadcaster and journalist in Arkansas, who's been in front of a microphone or a camera since the 1980s. I think of myself as the queen of Arkansas media. For this episode, I'm bringing back one of my favorites, and you'll realize why after hearing her, it's Dr. Amy Beard, a functional medicine practitioner in Arkansas, who is my medical voice of reason. You'll get to meet her right after this. Acles makes it beautiful for less. That's what's in the ads that are on your device. That's what I saw just the other day when I opened Facebook. I saw, oh, there's Richard Acles beautiful wife and daughter. And oh, there's a message I need to know. See, the algorithm knows that I love flooring and I love home decor and I'm in central Arkansas. For those of you outside of Central Arkansas, go ahead and hop on your device there and look at Akels Carpet One, see the products they have. And I'm telling you, if you're out of state, it's worth the drive over because Akels beats the big box store prices. So wherever you are, you're going to get a better deal at Akels. You're going to get installation from people you know that it, you know the Akel family has vetted and either Richard or one of the family members or Paul or Todd. I'm telling you all the names of the people there who stand behind the work at Acles Carpet One, whether it's the LVP luxury vinyl plank flooring, that's a great deal, especially if you've got kids at home, if you've got pets at home, and then the beautiful things you can get some high-end things there as well they've got marble and ceramic and beautiful tile so many different things find out more by going to their website dot onecom she won most talkative in high school and she has been running her mouth ever since welcome to the lisa fisher said podcast with your host lisa fisher The Amy Beard philosophy of the last two years has been something I've said a thousand times, and it's follow the money. Now, when I say it, I do it like you're in a tower yelling it, or as Amy Beard says, follow the money. Now, I know you're not using a megaphone when you say it, but it's something everyone kind of needs to think about, not just this day and age, but in anything we do. Everything. Everything, um, unfortunately, is... uh, is about following the money because when you follow the money, you will often find the truth. Yeah, yeah. And I have found that to be true time and time again. Well, let's talk about your career because you you started just as a kid who wanted to be a dietitian from Helena, Arkansas. Right. Right. Boy, that is a government pushed paradigm, if anything. Because right. Because you have they they're telling us to eat nine to eleven grain whole serving grains. <laughs> I right, know. And. To use fat sparingly. So, is that the first time you started going? Well, this isn't making sense to me. Yeah, at, at first, of course, you know when you go to college, you you think that you're learning the truth, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. It's there's a lot of indoctrination that yes. occurs, and um, and and I can remember having um, arguments with my father and mother about what I was telling them versus what they grew up on, and and seeing how just completely opposite it was because yours was the new type of learning and they're like well go to the old-fashioned way this works better or the way our grandparents did." yeah and like yeah and your grandparents lived past 100 eating all the things that you're telling people not to eat and getting sunlight Remember we, we oh, yeah. our grandparents all lived with no skin cancer. Right. At 90, 95, 100. Yet we're telling people to put this stuff on their skin. Guess who has skin cancer? Exactly. So it's the same type of thinking of it's like when baby formula was introduced, someone said, "Oh, you mean it can be made in a lab as opposed to a mother's breast milk?" I mean, like that was an argument. People uh-huh. are like, "Oh, I'm going to use the powdered stuff in a can." Right. As opposed to what God made. Right. And you just have to do your head like this. And so, you know, I I did fall for it for a while because I was like, okay, I'm in college. I'm paying for this. This is coming from scientists. (laughs) Surely surely they know what they're talking about. And then I quickly realized like, whoa, something is amiss Mm -hmm. and uh, quickly got out of the field. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. I, I just like nope, not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to recommend margarine and diet colas to diabetics and things like that. Can and th- and I just cringe oh, because no. I did that I in the hospital setting. I know. Well, follow the money. I mean, right? I mean, just shake your head and do all those things. So then, what made you have the light bulb go off and go, you know what? I'm really going to challenge the system. I'm going to medical school. <laughs> well, you know, I was like, okay, so now I have. Learn the ins and outs of the nutrition world, right? Mm -hmm. And basically, um, I was like a a glorified. How should I put this? Um, And I don't. I don't want to disrespect any dietitians because I feel like a lot of them are wanting to do the right thing. Yeah, right. That's why they went. You know, it's it's just um, we were doing so many bad things to our patients, and um, I thought, okay, well, this is one part of the health. Um, mystery, right, is the nutrition part. I want to know about the other things, too. And so I made the decision to go back to medical school at the age of 32. Wow. I was um, called, um, what do they call me, um, Granny? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Granny Amy. Uh, but, you know, it, they didn't mean anything. Awesome. They, it, was, yeah. it was all, in, you know, playful and everything. Yeah. And I didn't care. Um, but, you know... It, but then I quickly realized then, I was like, wow, okay. I'd already been bamboozled once in the dietetics world, and I could see it very early on that I, again, was being bamboozled again because there was nothing about, it was, um, this is how we do it. Do not question us. And I was always like, why? Yeah. Why is that the case? Yeah. Well, we don't know, but here's the pill that yeah. you give Ugh. for this symptom. And I and then, you know, and then um, once residency um, occurred and and you, we were just giving people pills for this lab value and this symptom and nobody was getting better and I was like all right I'm done I, I can't do this, and uh, so I thought all right I'm gonna moonlight in the ER get some get some skills there at least I can feel better about what I'm doing in an ER setting treating you know acute care emergent issues. But then you quickly realize that you're just dealing with chronic issues again still in the ER. Because they're there because of something chronic that hadn't been addressed, right? Or because of the system. Uh, The system just doesn't make you well. It keeps you sick. And so you keep seeing these people over and over in the ER. Um, But I'm very glad for that experience, though, because I learned a lot. Well, it's a problem-solving. I mean, it helped you with your problem-solving. Because you were trying to think of something quickly. But I guess you always had to say check with your physician for follow up, and you knew the physician was just going to poison the person more. Exactly, but that that would be a, a moral dilemma for somebody of saying, "Here, I really don't want you to go back to your doctor because that's why you're here." Right, I mean, and I mean, and, p- and these people were coming in um, on you know twenty different pharmaceuticals, and I'm like, "There's no there's no chemist in the world that can determine all this, yeah, the interactions that are at play there, yeah." Yeah. Um and, and it was very easy to see that a lot of a lot of what was driving the patient's issues was their lifestyle. Yeah, right, right. No, it's crazy. You, let's talk about your brand of medicine, yeah. functional medicine. Right. So you got a degree, um were you family practice then? Yeah. Family medicine boarded, okay. ER trained, dietitian. Yeah. And uh, you know, of course I and then, um, you know, after I kind of got burned out in the ER, I, I went to concierge medicine. Yeah. Because I I just like, I wanted to do things my way because yeah. the other way was not working. But that was still, and I was kind of slowly dipping my toes into a, the functional medicine world without even realizing I was doing that. Because it's your problem solving side yeah. you have of wondering why is this happening? Right. Yeah. yeah. And then I had this chance meeting with a functional medicine physician um, who kind of led me to um, the Institute for Functional Medicine conferences. and so I attended one, and after the first one I attended, I was so impressed and realized that I wasn't surrounded by a bunch of um, crystal-holding hippies, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were a lot of physicians, and I signed up for everyone that they had. And then I started incorporating the principles that I learned in those conferences in my practice and started seeing people get better, oh, including wow. myself. Because I still was dealing with a lot of chronic health issues that I've been dealing with my whole life, even with an, an, an MS diagnosis and then, you crazy. know, and, and only having 18 inches of colon left. So it, it, that approach helped me, and I, I wanted to use it on other people. And when I did, it worked. Because it's all about uncovering and addressing yeah. the root causes. So what, were you, what would be a root cause of MS? Um, for me, it was a really bad gut. <laughs> that was one of the main drivers. But, of course, there were other lifestyle issues involved, too. It's everything. Yeah, Diet is one component. Gut health is one component. But it was toxin exposures. It was stress. It was night shift work yeah. in yeah. the ER yeah. and just burning And you the burned can- the candle at both yeah, ends. Yeah, absolutely. I was an, I was an athlete yeah. who was still tra- overtraining yeah. during all of this. I really don't know how I did it. Yeah. I'm surprised you did you have broken bones or anything at that time? I did. I yeah. did, especially after I had my colon removed. <sighs> my, my skin deteriorated quickly. It looked like the skin of a 70 year old lady, and uh, I had a, a small fall and broke both of my bones and my wrist in half. half. Because you were osteoporosis, remember? Yeah. I remember you telling me this story. I mean, like you were, remember? I remember. Yeah. But you, so you could reverse that. You reversed it. Abso- yes, absolutely. My bones were bad. And they had been bad for a long time because I had a lot of chronic inflammation going on that was never addressed appropriately because I was always going to the conventional medicine doctors. Mm-hmm. Who don't know anything about root causes and mediators of chronic disease because they weren't taught those yeah. things? Yeah, Is it not being taught now in medical schools? No, they're not. A, they're still not. No, mm-hmm. 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 they, they they might they might be nibbling around a little bit more on the microbiome. You might yeah. now actually hear that word in yeah. medical school now, but um, that that whole the whole way of treating the root cause doesn't fit in the model. Yeah because there's no prescription to fit. And and it's and it's, you know, 15-minute visits. You can't do it yeah, in 15-minute visits. Who on the planet's doing it right? What is there a country or a civilization? I mean, I know Chinese medicine's amazing. Mm-hmm, yeah. Ayurvedic, I know yes. uh different cultures, but where is there a healthcare paradigm that's not a sick care paradigm? Is there <laughs> one? Um no, I think wherever you have traditional healthcare settings, you're going to have you know, problems. Yeah. I don't. I just don't know of any real, true major holistic care centers. Okay. I mean, there. You know, you do have the functional medicine clinic at the Cleveland Clinic. Yes, right. Where Dr. Know, Hyman's part of. Right. So you do have that, yeah. and there's other major um, hospitals that are starting to do that. I know that um, recently the Waltons. Are joining forces with Washington Regional Hospital Um, to do holistic care. I'm so glad, and they're doing like a medical school, aren't they? Yeah, Um, there's, uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, well, you would walk out of there with the ability, maybe, to diagnose or treat people, right? Which is great. Yeah, because Arkansas does have a couple of uh, osteopaths. Yes. Which, so how different then, are osteopaths more of functional medicine? Are they more of a root cause? You know, they, they think in those terms, but they still have to practice the same way. We all, ha, we all take the same tests, but they do oh, tend I to see. be a little bit more functional medicine-minded. But they're still stuck in a model where they can't do that. Yeah. Right, they don't have the freedom. No, they don't have yeah, the Yeah, exactly. Don't, they don't have the freedom. Yeah, that would that would be nice if we could start seeing some changes, especially in a rural state like ours with obesity rates as high, you know, if we could start changing things and telling people not to have the night Susie not to have the nineteen pills or Sally. I would love for us to have a functional medicine facility in the state where we have acupuncturists, we yeah. have naturopaths, yeah. DOs, yeah, functional medicine trained MDs, counselors, health coaches. I mean, it would be fantastic. Well, Elon Musk, I mean, come on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we need to reach out to him, right? (laughs) We want him to do everything. Well, I know one of your favorite quotes is Hippocrates saying, all disease begins in the gut. Mm -hmm. So, and that's from, you're saying, he said, you know, head to toe. So, let's start head to toe. So, depression, anxiety, do you think it begins in the gut? I think a lot of it does or can, absolutely, um, because your gut produces the majority of your dopamine and serotonin, histamine. Not your brain, your gut. So isn't that amazing? It is, isn't it? Um, How have we missed that all these years? How, um, well, we didn't miss it. It wasn't missed. We had it and we buried it. We buried it, the truth. It, it, yes. Yeah. I never knew that in medical school. It didn't. It was always, you know, the depress the, the depressed people were, so you know, lacking serotonin. chemical imbalances, yeah. right. Right. you right. know, you ke- and they right. still say that. The doctors still right. repeat that, right. you know. And I believed it. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've said the same thing to people. And then, of course, you know, just um, also, n- you know, not sleeping, depriving yourself of sleep, um, toxin exposures. Those are all going to contribute to it as yeah. well. So it, it's there's many things that cause it. Another thing I know this type of philosophy then would push back on is the hereditary or genetic links to things. Mm-hmm. So is there because I've heard you even say, well, just because your father had high blood pressure doesn't mean you will, right? So what is it then that we do see? And I say that because personally, the thyroid thing is from my mother to me to my daughters. Mm-hmm. So do we? Is it because we inherit? gut microbiome tendencies so my my thoughts on that are this so we all have genetic predispositions that we inherited from our parents um but it's the environment that plays the largest role on the issues that you're going to have genetics probably plays a five to seven percent role yeah so you're not doomed because your parents had these issues and but that's what all the doctors like to when they can't figure something out it's Oh, you're yeah. just getting older. It's your mm-hmm. genetics. Mm-hmm. Don't fall for mm-hmm. that, please. Mm-hmm. My father and I. My father had open heart surgery at the age of 59. His cholesterol levels were always elevated. Mine are too. My heart cath was clean as a whistle. Right. Okay. So I am the 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 cardiologist said you will not die of cardiovascular disease, right. even right. though our cholesterol levels look. Well, I same. love I love high cholesterol levels. So they're good. Uh, yeah, and we keep lowering those, and we shouldn't. Cholesterol is an important thing. and It is not your enemy. It only becomes your enemy if there's a lot of inflammation on board. And how is the does C-reactive protein then show that? Yeah, a C-reactor protein can show a lot of inflammation. Um, there's, there's a few lab values, but, you know, um, as a clinician, <laughs> I can just talk to you and you can tell me your symptoms. I'm like, yeah. The old-fashioned you, way. You've got a lot of inflammation right. on board. The old-fashioned way. Uh, back to thyroid, um, the man who partnered with me and really let me flourish and, you know, explore these different options, He was he's 80 now, and his parents, his mother was one of, like, the first female uh, residents and, or graduates from UAMS. Mm-hmm. And he said back before there was a TSH test, which was in the TSHs was invented, I think introduced maybe late seventies uh-huh. or early eighties. And then he said after that, he was an endocrinologist. He said, they would say, all right, don't talk to the patient. All you do is give this test, and that's when it had to be above 10 before right. they would even listen to you. Yeah. And mine was at 3.9, hanging on. I was barely hanging on, but I had high mm-hmm. antibodies. He said, you know, back in the day, the old-fashioned way, we actually talked to the patient. And he said, if nope. a woman came in, sat down and said, I'm constipated cold, my hair's falling now, I'm losing a third of my eyebrows, my nails are splitting, I have low libido, I'm depressed. He said, we didn't give a test. We just said, well, your thyroid's yeah. not working. And they checked reflexes. Uh-huh. And he said... Why don't they do that anymore? And I went, because you, you're on the clock, yeah. buddy. I mean, you got 15 minutes. Knock it out. And no exactly. one does that. So you're just going back to really what it, it's not, again, a new science. It's talking to people. We, we've removed the art. There's no more art to it. There's no more time. The, if you will allow the patient to talk, they will t- tell you what's wrong. But we don't even do that anymore because we don't have time to listen to them. Uh, not when you're seeing, you know, 35 patients a day, you just can't. And because of the way you're doing things now, everything obviously is time intensive. Yes, and, and you, you and, first they spend time with a health coach first. Right? Well, what we do is um, any new patient, you're going to fill out a lot of forms and answer a lot of questions. So, um, because it's very valuable information, and then you see me. And then you're going to get asked a lot of more questions. Do they feel like they're at Oz and the, the curtain is pulling back and the great
1: yeah. Oz is there? And <laughs> you they're, know, it's, they're it's, like
0: shaking because they have an appointment with a meeting with her. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of wild because when they, a lot of times when they get on, they're like, I've been waiting on this day for so long, you know? And then I'm like, okay. And that no pressure there, right? <laughs> right? But then, you know, because I've been there and I've had my own health struggles it's, it's I reassure them that you can get through this, this dark time in your life. You're struggling, and I, I can help you because I, I'm very good at uncovering and addressing root causes. And they, they, they leave the meeting, and a lot of them are in tears because they're like, I feel like someone's listening. finally listened to me and the first time I've ever had hope. And hope is a great thing. Um, and so, you know, we, we have this great collaboration of team members, health coaches, clinicians, and we're, um, we're always, you know, making sure the patient understands what they need to do. Um, but you know, it ultimately it's up to the patient. We can't go home with you and make you do all these things. You have to do it, but we can certainly help keep you motivated and accountable. Then who provided your hope? Who helped you turn around things? (laughs) you god yeah i understand <laughs> yeah you know I, I really i really had nobody hmm. I, I was kind of like this lone person out there trying to figure figure so, out the way so a gi doc thought it was a good thing to remove part of your colon for um, our 30s yeah because you no know, at that point i was so miserable i was going you know the, Not that this is the greatest topic to discuss, but it's one that (laughs) has to be. You know, going 20 days without any elimination and having to rely on enemas for years. And I was miserable. And so I was ready for something to do. And we did the test. And they even made me do the sit on the throne after they've inserted barium into Very your behind, mm-hmm. yeah into your behind and you get up you march up on these stairs sit on a toilet with people in the room and you eliminate it as they take pictures. I had to go through that. I did it 22 <laughs> because you know why I was a girl that was is tightly wound uh-huh. that had constipation diarrhea and yeah. some rectal bleeding and that was the first line of defense and you know that's what did that's what learned me mm-hmm. as my mama said. I didn't go back to a doctor for 30 years because I was like, I'm not doing, we're not, I'm not doing an invasive test ever again. Yeah. And so that's what it, it makes you, It if, if you are savvy enough, it'll make you to the point where it helps you discern to go, not playing this game. Now, some mm-hmm. people love to play the game. They feel important mm-hmm. when they have to have this procedure and that procedure. And they like to talk about they, it. They like to talk about it. I didn't. Well, I haven't uttered it in thirty years. Yeah, and I remember I was on the radio. I had to leave there and go on the. Ra- and of course, the little lady checking me in said, "Well, honey, you're the girl on the radio." And I was going, "Shh, don't tell anyone," because y'all are all about to see my insides. Well, they flipped me up and down. I remember being on some type of board. I was like upside down, looking at my. <laughs> And everybody, I could hear them in there twi- twirling their mustaches, you know, talking. And my name was Lisa Gibson. That's Lisa Gibson's call. And I'm like, Shh, don't tell anybody. And never did it again. Well, I was a resident at the time in oh, the hospital you, that did this. Oh, and they all came in to look at you. You know, and I, I at that point, I didn't care. I was yeah, so just miserable. Be yeah. and, and then I just made the decision with the, you know, at that time, I didn't know any better, but I... And, believe it or not, when they removed most of my colon, he said, that was the weirdest colon I've ever seen. He said it was thin with large chambers. And he said, I've never seen a colon like that. And he said it was extra, extra long. Oh, the long, torturous colon? Yeah. So, you know. So that caused the constipation. Well, something caused that, that, you know, that to... Become deformed. Can you change the shape of your colon? Well, I figure that a lot of my, um, the the, ner- the the nerve system, the yeah. innervation system, yeah. the musculature in my colon probably just stopped working. Oh, and stopped communicating. Communicating. So does the colon regenerate like a liver? Um, yeah, you, I mean, the, the body's amazing. Yeah, I think so too. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. We are, yeah. and I'm always amazed by yeah. how people recover yeah when you think wow this this slim chance but man you, you see him a year later like i'm doing great mm-hmm. so no one asked you about stress or no, drinking Diet never Cokes or anything? My, my gi doctor fell asleep during my appointment <laughs> stop it stop it, stop it. I, I, he told me to to use citrus cell. i wasn't eating enough you know uh, getting enough fiber not drinking enough water and um i started asking questions and i looked up and he was asleep You know, bless his heart. I Mm. get it. He probably who knows. He might have been up all night long with on call or something like that. But yeah, and that's Mm. and I've had you know multiple experiences. Yeah, right. Where Mm -hmm. you're just rushed through. Yeah. But I've also had some excellent doctors too. Yeah. I've had great neurologists who paid a lot of attention. You know, who could do who would do beautifully. Then in the world of functional medicine, would be GI docs. Oh. They are so, yes, yes. Because I can't tell you how many people I know that will say, same thing. I had constipation, diarrhea, a little rectal bleeding. I had the, you know, at 20s. These girls are, are men too, but I talk mainly to women. Uh, upper GI, you know, EGD, having um, the colonoscopy. And they found out, you know, they spend $1,000 in addition to their insurance mm-hmm. paying it. And then they're going, no one told them anything other than, well, you don't have colon cancer, Right. which did somebody think at 22 you might have? I mean, maybe, and I understand there's one out of a million. Right. But I just think the whole dividing the body up into body parts and specializing has really created a lot of problems because the body works as a whole. Oh, that's interesting. And whatever is impacting your gut is impacting your brain, is impacting your bones, is impacting your kidneys, your yeah. vascular system. Yeah. So it, it's... It's all being impacted mm-hmm. at the cell level, yeah. and so we're doing patients a big dis- disservice by having them see multiple specialists, yeah, who aren't thinking, yeah, like right. that, yeah. And there's well, but you're you're doing functional medicine in family practice settings. I, I think so family you, medicine doctors would make yeah. the best mm-hmm. functional medicine mm-hmm. doctors because they 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 tend to see the family, they mm-hmm. tend to understand what's going on mm-hmm. in the family and at mm-hmm. home and seeing common things and yep. um and they see all ages yeah that's true but any doctor would can use a functional medicine approach without being trained um you need to be trained yeah you, you need there needs to be uh-huh. some training y- yes you there can be some self-learning but you better know who you're learning from yeah that's true the source which is, is important right which you know my other favorite thing you say is you are what you eat, eats. Uh-huh. It's the same thing. You are what you learn under, learned under. <laughs> yeah, and that's why, you know, people are always like, oh, you need, a, you need to read this book or watch this podcast. And I'm like, first of all, who is this person? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, I want to yeah. know about the person. Yeah, yeah. Because that's going yeah. to uh, impact. Another thing you... The, Your message. I know that you don't do is people will say, well, I went to Dr. Beard and i was hoping she's going to run all these tests and you go no we're not going to run tests right now we're going to talk people are like wait what yeah. <laughs> you're going to talk to me yeah. is do we rely on a diagnostic paradigm way too much yes i think and i see this a lot in the functional medicine world people who haven't really been doing it long and aren't properly trying to rely heavily on testing Uh-oh. and yeah. supplements and that's not yeah. functional medicine yeah. those are tools And I don't like ordering tests unless it's going to change what I do. So if you come to me and you're drinking Diet Cokes, you're not sleeping, Mm -hmm. your diet's horrible, Mm -hmm. I don't need to run a bunch of tests. I know the (laughs) the labs are going to come back abnormal. But it's not going to change what I'm going to want you to do. But it's also misleading because then, um, as a health coach, I talk to people say, my labs are normal, but I get a second wind at night. Um, I'm gaining abdominal weight. And I said, so you see the labs... Because the girl said, I'm perfectly healthy, but these are my issues. And I went, well, then you're not perfectly healthy for you. Yeah, and the the labs they run often just tell me, okay, great, you're not going to die today. (laughs) You know. <laughs> That's a good thing to say. So right. the, the the functional medicine lab world is very different than we still use a lot of the same labs. Yeah. They're very valuable, but we not different first step. We, we have yeah, we have different ways of evaluating what's going on in your body. And and then there are some times well I will test right off the bat because if I think your thyroid is jacked yeah. up yeah. And I can give you a little bit of replacement that will yeah. make you feel better. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm going to do yeah. that while we work on the root causes of why your thyroid's not functioning. Hi, friends. As you can see, I have a lot of enthusiasm about intermittent fasting. That's because it changed my life and the way I think back in 2017. In fact, it's in affected every part of my life now in lowering our insulin loads, that I became a student at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition in New York. And now I have my certification as an integrative nutrition health coach. That means that I'm seeing clients. I can do that through obviously Zoom calls. You can do that through FaceTime. You can do that one-on-one in person. And if you're interested in becoming a client of mine, you can just email me healthcoaching at lisafishersaid.com. We'll put that link in the show notes. healthcoaching at lisafishersaid.com. Now back to the program. Now everybody's got a dead thyroid. Do you? Um, I have. I have problems with my thyroid when I get when my diet gets off and I get stressed out. So if if I start letting uh, gluten, yeah. dairy, oh, and eggs no. back into my diet, so eggs bother your thyroid then? Uh, yeah, because my uh, I'll start. Uh, Popping positive ANA autoimmune hey, well. markers mm. when I sl- slack on my diet. Huh? Isn't that interesting? Um, because Dr. Baldridge, the endocrinologist I told you about, so I had a team of doctors. Like my husband would say, "Who? Who in your team did you see today?" Because I had all these symptoms, and it was uh, root cause was probably something with my thyroid. Gave me a lot of other autoimmune conditions. I don't see anybody now, but in one of them, I had a positive ANA titer, and I remember Dr. Baldridge saying hadn't you birthed something? I said, yes. He goes, everyone, that's how he said it. Every woman who's birthed something has a positive ANA titer. He goes, they don't have rheumatoid arthritis. Like that's how he would say it. Cause that's what they want to them push. Right. Cause you must have something in this positive ANA titer realm. So do you think that's what maybe triggered your MS symptoms? Um, I think it was just a marker that there was some autoimmunity going okay, on. something going on. And I've checked my ANAs uh, at other times, and they're completely normal. And that's when I was doing what I should be doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I told you when you were here a few weeks ago how I had reversed my high antibody count, my uh, anti-TPO, mm-hmm. I think it was anti-TPO, antibodies from 2,400 down to where I don't even, rec- they don't even recognize my autoimmune thyroiditis. And I was patting myself on the back for thinking it was diet and all that. And then I read a study two weeks ago that said people who have high vitamin D, Mm -hmm. their antibodies drop. So I work every day. Like it's my job. I get up to look at the sun. I'll go outside later today. No sunscreen. No one's going to die, you know. But because of that, that one thing then keeps the antibodies at bay. Isn't that the higher vitamin D lowers antibodies? It's it's is an important part of your immune response is vitamin D. And I I have to work with patients on this because it's amazing to me. So many people are staying inside and never really getting outside that much. And I'm like, guys, the sun comes out every day. Every day, right. And sometimes it's hidden, but you know, and it's free, right? This is one thing that could do wonders yeah. for your health. It is definitely you have to my take meal. advantage yeah. of it. So even on cloudy days, we are still getting some absorption, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. And so when I tell people to get up, look at the sun, they're like, "But it's cloudy day." Because I say, "Look at the sun as it rises. Look, look at it as it sets." Absolutely. So what should we do if we don't see the sun? Still kind of go where it is because it's still dappled through the clouds. I would think, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and like you said, and, and it's um, I like to get outside first thing in the morning, like yeah. you said, expose my eyes yeah. mm-hmm. to the sun, because that's going to help um, get your circadian rhythms yeah, where they right. need to be, right? And um, I try to get inside the, in the middle of the day, too, for just a little bit, and yep. then again in in the evening i just shouldn't be outside as much as possible that's how we evolved yeah for sure we're we're not we're living in an artificial world we are with artificial air with everything. artificial everything and look what's happened to us it's just too much um so (laughs) then you can help me with this it's no sunscreen then for 20 or 30 minutes right right i never put sunscreen on yeah, and you, even in Colorado, do you just put a hat on? I have a gigantic hat. People make fun of it, but I don't care. And I wear the um, really thin, long-sleeve shirts when it's, you know, middle of the day. And you're doing that to prevent sunburn, y- right? Yes, I'm very sunburn, fair-skinned. Yes. Yeah, and, and I have re- I have done some damage to my skin. With sunburns to the ears? Yeah, because I'm freckledy and, you know, fair-skinned. Yeah, yeah. and blue eyes, yeah. That and, does put mm-hmm. you at different risk. Also with osteoporosis. You probably have propensity for that. You really schooled me a lot on that when we talked about it a year ago. Mm-hmm. Like, don't ever take Fosamax. Just, no, I mean, what a racket that is. Get sunlight. You said get sunlight and fix your gut health. Yeah, it's osteoporosis is primarily a um, disorder of infl- of oh, it is? dysregulation and inflammation. And so you can take mm. all the calcium you want, but I mean, that's just stuff's going to end up in your joints and you're going to have problems with it. It's not a calcium deficiency. Yes. Calcium is part of your bones and you need it, but there are many other minerals well, vitamin in your body and, and vitamin yeah. D. There's so many things mm-hmm. that are building up your bones and, and, and your, your bones are constantly turning over. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and like they should, but it's And those DEXA scans, you know, uh-huh. those can be very deceiving. They can, sh- they don't tell you anything about the strength of your bones. Oh, uh, what are they telling you, density? Density, but that does not correlate okay. to strength. Okay, okay. So lifting heavy weights, being out in the sun, eating. gut health, doing God all health. the right things yeah. are the, is the best thing you can do for your bone health. Okay, so we've done, I'm going uh, down. Okay, <laughs> what about heartburn? Heartburn has a lot of causes. Um, it's usually gut-related. Leaky gut is there. And um, usually just hap- stress will also impact that because stress impacts your gut health too. Mm-hmm. And so when I have patients with heartburn... Um, i'm like all right is uh, is this a matter of too much stomach acid or too little because the symptoms are often the same but when you go to your doctor and you say you're having heartburn what are they going to do reduce a- that acid suppressive mm-hmm. medications oh it's not working oh we're going to double it mm. they never consider that perhaps you're not producing enough so there w- there are ways that we can test to see if you're if you are producing enough stomach acid and that tends to decrease as you age as oh, well it does? okay yeah but we've been able to get people off those proton pump and Inhibitors. sometimes you have to wean off of them very slowly or which you can have some those horrible ppis cause dementia and other things b12 right? deficiencies and, all, and a lot mm. of other things and, and they, because they they impact everything downstream of the stomach so okay. they're going to cause dysbiosis and other things mm-hmm. which you do not want if you want to be healthy so um w- when it comes to to um heartburn there is a root cause mm-hmm. and it is not a deficiency of a proton pump inhibitor it's wow, amazing how we've been brainwashed to think that. I know. And now didn't they pull some of those from the market though? A few was it so? Tagamet? or they... Zantag or something? Zantag, Zantac. It was one of them, yeah. yeah. Because it's cancer. Pers- yeah. Cancer risk. Imagine that, that. That makes people catch on fire though. They're not worried. You can say dementia and those things, but Amy, once you say, well, it may cause cancer, then people, oh. No, I would run mm-hmm. over the other things too. I don't want any type I, I want my brain to work fully and I don't mm-hmm. want dementia or Alzheimer's mm-hmm. and so many things. The risk of I mean again, the PPIs. And they were only supposed to be prescribed for three weeks tops. And I have patients who have been on them for fifteen years. Oh my gosh. Fifteen years. I, I it's just it's um, it, it's frustrating and it's it may I I, I often, at the end of the day, sometimes I'm so angry mm-hmm. at what medicine has done mm-hmm. to people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, you've been doing this for years now, right? Year after year after year, you've been doing what the doctors have said. You're now at this point where you are desperate. Mm-hmm. Please give us time mm-hmm. to help you. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be able to reverse all this in a month. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people come to me thinking I'm some type of miracle worker mm-hmm. and all i got to do is change their diet and their gut health mm-hmm. and they're going to be good in 30 days. Mm-hmm. That's that's just the beginning of your journey. Yeah. But, you could, but we can typically get people back. Back to where they need to be um, within a year. Yeah. Okay. That's a typical, that's, you know, that's how long it took me and a little bit longer to finally get back to where I felt like my health was really, really good. Yeah. I see that. Okay. We're going down the pike here. Um, what about hiatal hernia? That's what, and gallbladder. Those are two oh. things I hear from women too. Hiatal hernia is, that is anatomical, right? Or it's something that pops out. Yeah. And, and okay. there's not a whole lot you can. Okay do about that yeah, i hear it sometimes um, I mean, in women that's why there I was are smarter. procedures that can be done for hiatal hernia right. that can help um but but as far as gallbladders go man uh, keep that thing if at all possible it's there for a reason you need your gallbladder but then they'll say but my doctor said i had stones and that my cholesterol's too high yeah. Well, I mean, if you imaged everybody's gallbladder, you're probably going to find stones. <laughs> yeah, right. every Doesn't mean it's a problem. They're right. there. Yeah. Sometimes they can become a problem if they get out and, and get obstruct locked. a yeah. duct or something. Yeah. Um, and th- and there are ways that, um, you know, you can get rid of stones from your gallbladder. Yeah. Tell everybody how that is. Well. Because <laughs> I've done it. I, you know, it, it involves a lot of olive oil mm-hmm. and lemon juice. hmm and Epsom salt. And Epsom salt, yes, unflavored, not not the stuff you put in the bathwater. Right, right. Not and lavender. Not. No, not lavender. And I'm telling you, it will moon rocks will come out of it, and it gut. works totally works. And um, you, then you don't mm-hmm. find yourself on a surgeon's table. And then you don't want stones to come back, so you have to yeah. like, why are you getting these stones? Yeah. Inflammation again is at play. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you, it's it, you're female, fat, forty, and fertile. Uh, fertile. Okay, I couldn't remember what the yeah. other F was. Okay. Yeah, it's just a thing, um, and a lot. And then if you talk to those people after they've had their gallbladder out, unless it was severely diseased, Mercola right, says, if yeah. it's disease, we're talking. You got to get it out. Yeah, he said yeah. that's one percent. He said, but the ninety-nine percent, all the women, if you talk to them in six months, they still have the same symptoms. Sure do, and they're no better, and they're mad as hornets because they have dumping syndrome they, they and now they have a whole other host of problems that's right. and now but we can we can mitigate some of the damage that's been done by when you have it removed yeah. by stimulating bile production oh, okay. when, with your meals especially when there's fat present in those meals or pr- providing oh, something called okay. ox bile which is yes. which is bile yes. and you take it before your meals the solution is not to avoid fat Oh, right. And that's what the doctor says. Right. you gotta go, You got to be low fat now. And I'm like, no, your body needs fat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's not the answer either. We're, we're just going to have to help you produce bile mm-hmm. at the correct time. Because now. gallbladder did that for us. Because the, the gallbladder could release a lot of bile at once to handle that fat load. Well, now you it kind of just trickles out mm-hmm. all day long. But now we can just stimulate it or um, supplement it. With bile, Yeah. And and that's helped a lot of women. That makes sense. Okay. I'm still going down the pike here. (laughs) Okay. uh, Reproductive issues. Uh, The first thing every teenage girl now is told, you need to be on birth control because you have acne or you need to be on birth control because your period's irregular. Yeah. And then they, they are set up for failure. Yep. Because it's always gonna mess with your thyroid function. Makes me Your so gut bad. health. Ugh. It causes a lot of women to, uh, and girls to become depressed and anxious. Weight gain. Weight gain. And then then they're on antidepressants. Right. Then they're on thyroid That's medications. Right. And right. then they're on they're doing all kind of crazy weight loss diets. Right. And so stay away from the synthetic hormones. Um the the, the cause of your acne or your PCOS is not a lack of synthetic hormones. (laughs) I mean, I'm laughing, but it just seems so obvious to me. But I can't tell you how many people will say, well, we're dealing with that. We're going to change things. One girl that I had did change things with her daughter's gut, and she's had no more acne. She's 16. Didn't have to be on birth control pills. Yeah, I had horrible acne, took Accutane, you know, and then ended up in the hospital with sepsis several weeks later after I started it. Are you serious? No, I'm serious and needed glasses all of a sudden. Uh, it's still on the market even after a class action lawsuit. I, oh, it is. Yes. So people are still taking Yes, and still, and still it. being prescribed to people. And, um, yeah, my acne was bad gut health, sugar. Yeah. I, when I eat sugar or eat too much of it, my face breaks out really? even today. Really? Uh-huh. Because all disease begins in the gut. Yeah. Back to that. Okay, so reproductive now, um, going all the way down. Okay, what about my bunion? Is he telling me my bunion is all disease begins in the gut? Oh, bunions. I don't know, Lisa. That's a tough one. hate it. It's just one of those things. Okay, let's talk about other things that affect us, and we're not talking about anything political. So we're not talking about anything, any jabs we put in our arms but um, what, what is your opinion then on the shingle shot and the flu shot and all the uh, outside of the, the big jab? Um, I would encourage everyone to read this book and not just take my advice okay. Okay. and to be informed and hear the other side of the story because there is one. Okay, good. Um, the book is called Dissolving Illusions, and it's written by a nephrologist, Dr. Suzanne Humphreys. This is a well-sourced, well-written book. I just would not read it before you go to bed at night. It's one of the first books that I read when the flu shot almost took me out. Oh, so you had, your first experience was with the flu shot. Yeah, in 2014, I was um, forced to take it to work in the ER Mm -hmm. and um, thought I was going to meet my maker. Do you think that you are very delicate and sensitive? You know, um, at the time, um, I well, like really? I was in pretty good health, but I started asking my patients about their experiences mm-hmm. after that happened to me, and mm-hmm. lo and behold, very similar experiences with a lot mm-hmm. of my my patients. But the but the they were always told, oh, it can't be due to that because you know it didn't happen within that first twenty four hours, right? Um, and so yeah, there's there's a whole other story yeah. to the the vaccines, and um, I just want people to. Um, do independent research, but it's hard to do that now on Google or DuckDuckGo because they've scrubbed all the stuff. So even DuckDuckGo yeah, has been scrubbed? Y- yes. Oh no, I thought it was the one no. that was giving us a voice. No, not at all. Who do we have left? Oh, I don't know. Is Elon Musk going to make one of those? I, search engine? Let's make it happen, Elon. <laughs> right. Please. Yeah. Wow. Um, I, I remember I could research things about vaccines that weren't always positive, even like you know, eight years ago, but now nothing. It's very difficult to find. So you were an early adopter of that philosophy, anyway, and that's what people don't understand. It for those of us who have this opinion, mine's not political. I've been this no. way. No, twenty five yeah. years ago, I had a push back at my pediatrician office, pediatrician's office, who even said because I just said it's not working. You know, I'm right. getting hassled. You know, if someone comes in for a sniffle. There are twenty syringes, you know, or yeah. shots. So when we leave, going, you got to get caught up. I'm like, they're not getting caught up. And that was twenty five years yeah. ago. But deep- I, I've done my research, yeah. and, and I'm not in. It's hundreds of hours of research, and then listening to my patients and seeing the ones, you know, the 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 kids who have never had any versus the kids who got all theirs, and you just see this huge difference in their health. They. I'm just, I'm yeah. just telling you what I, I see. I understand. Yes, it's observational. You know, correlation mm-hmm. doesn't mean mm-hmm. causation. Mm-hmm. I get that, mm-hmm. but I notice patterns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you've seen it. Mm-hmm. Okay, back to uh, gut health. The one, the other thing that everyone says is um, take two ibuprofen or take two Tylenol. <laughs> yeah. Would you ever take an ibuprofen? Never, ever again will I take an really? ibuprofen. Um, it, I ended up uh, with a bleeding ulcer in the hospital from those things. And uh, NSAIDs are notorious for causing gut permeability or leaky gut. Birth control pills do that too, though, yes, right? Yes, they do. Yeah. Uh-huh. So if you would you just take turmeric if you were having first of all inflammation w- you, you know w- if you hurt yourself, why, why are you hurting? We have to address all the causes that could be contributing to this picture of okay. inflammation and what's making your joints hurt. Usually it's because you're taking insets. <laughs> that just keep, you, keep wow. the pain. The pain circle going, you know, and, and every, I mean, and they're just prescribed like they're these benign substances and they're really causing a lot of problems. Same thing with Tylenol. Tylenol is just toxic. Very toxic to your mitochondria. Um, And so, yeah, a lot of the medications are toxic. Yeah. But we think if it's over the counter. It's okay. Right. Yeah. I know people who have ended up in the hospital with aspirin toxicity. Yeah, in the ICU, I had a lady wow. two weeks ago who they um, thought she was having strokes, and she was having aspartame toxicity because of her diet, Dr Pepper addiction. So can't we say ditch the diet, and at least if <laughs> you're going to drink one, drink the let the holy let it the fully leaded. Yeah, one. I would rather you drink the real thing right. versus that stuff. Yeah, because you know? it's poison. How's that still on the market, all that stuff? I don't know, but it's hard for me to keep my mouth shut when I see somebody drinking one. I just want to like, hey, you want to, I just, that's not good for you. Yeah, I know. You know. But they. it's it's like a few years ago, I remember going to the grocery store when I was the first person saying for a few years that low fat was making us fatter. And this woman was on the little um, scooter at Kroger and she had these bat wings under <laughs> her. She, y'all, sh- <laughs> she weighed a lot. And she was, I was reaching for the heavy cream and the whole uh-huh. milk, because I have milk drinkers here. Uh-huh. And um, she was going, honey, could you get me the skim? And I I don't know, because sometimes my facial expressions yeah. show it, but I don't know if it came out, but just said, this isn't working for you. You know, I mean, it's not helping. Remember, we were no. stripping the fat from things. I know. It's, it's, I love fat. It's I, delicious. A ton of it's it. It's delicious. It's satisfying. Um, and, and and you know what another thing is if you are feeding your body nutritious foods you won't be hungry all the time. Well, it's true. It's nutrient density has something to do with our satiety, our brain. It, it's your gut health. It's good for oh, your gut health and when okay. it's happy you're not you don't have these cravings all the time. Um, one thing I'm trying to find, if anyone knows one, I need a raw milk and a raw yogurt dealer. Uh-huh. I got, I found somebody, but she hadn't replied yet. But, uh, there's one guy I follow that says what he eats every day is carnivore MD, I mm-hmm. think is his account mm-hmm. and it's liver brains, yeah. you know, beef. Mm-hmm. And then he has, he says raw yogurt. If you can find it. Yeah. It's easier to get crack cocaine in the city than it is to get some raw yogurt, so do you think I could get my own raw milk and just make my own yo- yogurt cultures? Yeah. there. I, I do know that there are people who will sell to you. I know. I need like a pager number. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> like, you can't get it. You can't even go online and ask because somehow... The, I know, and, the, and and if they find out you're selling it, the penalties are even stiffer if you're selling crack. That's the, what I'm saying. Is that not insane? It's crazy. Yeah, our phones are listening to us, and we'll probably the feds will be here soon. <laughs> but if the feds could just bring some raw milk. Have you ever had yeah. it? Do you drink milk at all? Um, I don't do well with it. Oh, you don't? It's one I, of your sensitivities. It is. I, I can do certain cheeses. Yeah. There are only a few that I can do. Um, I do do better with goat milk. So goat cheese Uh-oh. is something yeah. that yeah. I yeah. that yeah. I yeah. can yeah. do. So does somebody has that sensitivity is it a it's a casein it's a casein thing. Okay. Yeah. So what about the A2 milk? Do they remove there's something in the A2 so, so milk. So there's a there's a there's an A1 casein and an A2 casein. Oh, okay. So there's different types of casein and some people can handle one and not the other. Okay. So I can handle the A two casein. Typically, do you still have people eliminate? Is a big part of your protocol? Absolutely. Anybody who has chronic problems, you you have to do an elimination reintroduction diet. Do you notice though that people, all of a sudden, just all this? I mean, my anytime I say that, they're like unsubscribe. You know, they're like (laughs) I'm not listening because they they are so afraid you're going to take away something they love. But then they feel better on the backside, right? Exactly. And and that's what I tell them. It's like, don't focus on what you can't have. Focus on all the things that you can, because there are still tons of stuff that you can still have. Yeah. And it's, it's the perimeter, outside perimeter of the grocery store. Yeah. I mean, the meats and vegetables and all I that. I had a lady yesterday. She is so terrified that she's not going to be able to eat dairy. And she knows it's a problem. And I'm like, look at all your problems. Mm-hmm. Look how bad you feel. Is it mm-hmm. really worth I know. it? That's what you have but to say. But we're going to try to figure out what part of the dairy is the problem. Is it lactose? So is, it's it not always, is it casein? Is it whey? Can, okay, be any of those or things. Or is it all of it? Some people uh, just can't do it at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah, RIP. I mean, I'm sorry about that because cheese is a good thing, yogurt's a good thing. But again, it's what your gut. You know, I do coconut yogurts. Are they good? Yeah. Are they high in fat? They have, yeah. Because that's it's, the it's good thing about yeah. yogurt. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. That's a good way to do it. And then anything else, we, we've talked about this before privately and just that I'm not worried about a food shortage because, or these plants that are mysteriously burning to the ground. Yeah. And it's just processed stuff anyway. It's processed stuff like, anyway. It's probably the best thing that could have happened to us. Right. We'll go back to eating real food. Yeah. Won't that be, wow, that's a novel idea. <laughs> Let me see what time it is. See How much, how much time do we have, Darren? Five minutes. Okay, Okay. we want to get you out of here because uh, you came to town for us, and we really appreciate it. Yes. Um, Anything else that we haven't covered? Lisa, I just just want people to know that you don't have to be dependent upon pharmaceuticals Mm -hmm. and that you really do have the power to make yourself healthy and keep yourself healthy you've just kind of been conned into thinking that you have to have this healthcare system where you have to go regularly Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. take these pills and do these tests to be healthy and um that's just simply not true no it's not true but we uh, and there there are some tests that i I do do. like people to do you know a colonoscopy saved my life wow that's crazy so there are some some screening tests that I like to do, you know, people have to you know, yeah. to do. Oh, I know. One thing I just learned this week by this Wise and Well is an Instagram um, account I follow. It is very loud here. Are we in the middle of some type uh, of... Uh, are we okay the, over there with sound? Okay. He said we're fine. <laughs> um, and she, the girls were saying that um, women in their 40s and 50s and beyond need to cut out alcohol because it turns your estrogen into estrone Mm -hmm. which is not a pathway you want no and and you know what i'm giving it up now bad bad pathway yeah i'm we're already battling hormonal. i mean all of us are battling hormonal issues because of the environment and other things so that's one thing i can easily get up give up but i didn't know it was i didn't even know what estrone was till this week yeah but it's something you don't want. It, it's there's multiple pathways where your hormones, you know, your hormones are metabolized in different yes. pathways. Some are much more preferable than others. Um, and then you know, alcohol again uses up all your glutathione too. Oh. So oh, I should have had you bring me some. I'm out. That's one thing, one of your supplements that that I love. Yeah. Don't you... Okay, if we were talking supplements then... Okay, enough for the estro. Got it. Okay. If we are talking supplements, what are the things, something someone should take every day? Gluthione is one of my favorites, but what else do you have? That's a good one. Um, I love the multivitamin that I formulated myself because I couldn't find anything else on the market that I like, but it provides mitochondrial support, adrenal support, detox support, and it's just... It's our top seller. It's okay. great. I'll, I will link um, that to omega, the show notes. Omega-3 fatty acids, I think, are an excellent thing, and it can be really good for people who have depression. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. So the, right. The, those are the two I take religiously. Okay. I will take a supplemental vitamin D3 with K2 in the winter months or the cooler months when I'm covered up more. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes I will... I have to take my digestive enzymes when I get off track with my diet and get everything back going. So that's it. Be. if you have gluten that passes your lips or yeah, dairy. just or, or I've been stressed. You can tell a difference. Yeah, and digestive enzymes always get me back on track. Does your body tell you then if you've had the bad seed oils and all that? Is it that sensitive? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I just feel bad. My gut feels bad. Yeah. Achy. Brain fog. I'm very, very picky about where I will go out to eat. There aren't many places And I mean, there's not very many places. Not in Little Rock. I have gone places and said can you use olive oil to cook it, but someone said they say yes, but in the back they have a blend. That's yeah, that's even Canola a blend. oil in it yes. too. I know. It's difficult to eat be healthy and eat out a lot. Yeah. You just have to well, that's why you have a pole. <laughs> Everyone needs one. That's her husband. Yeah, he's Paul. Yeah, he's an excellent, the chief bottle washer, the engineer, yes, the farmer, the jack of all trades. He's a renaissance man. Very, he, he really is. He's a renaissance, and you're a renaissance woman. I guess. Well, we thank you. Thank you for driving in to town. Oh, I love, I love it here. Well, you like you're it an too. Excellent host. Thank you, but you also like that. Uh, I, you like my simplified living, my your, uh, minimalist. Your living. home is beautiful, and if I was going to build a home, it would look almost exactly like Because your friend told me, Dallas told me, she was Amy in high school, she had a little twin bed and a little dresser beside her bed and that's all she needed. I didn't <laughs> like stuff. I don't like stuff either. It, it messes with my brain. It totally messes with my brain. Uh-huh. I'm thinking about what's in there. And I... And my husband is a tchotchke person. He likes his little... And uh, I think it's more of a just a, t- you know, a, a memory. You yeah, know, he says, right, yeah, it's, but it's right. too much for me sometimes, yeah. you know. He might need a tchotchke barn that he can like, go in there and yeah. look at him and <laughs> come back back out <laughs> then we're done. Yep. instead of the man cave. It's yeah. Okay. We'll yeah. do that. Love you. Proud of you. Thanks for standing up for all of us. Oh, you're welcome, Lisa. And thank you for having me on uh, anytime. Thanks for listening to the Lisa Fisher said podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and download all the episodes and leave a review. Won't you? The Lisa Fisher said podcast is produced by ClantonCreative.com.